If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Think to Freedom podcast, where we inspire individuals to use their minds to achieve greatness. We sit down with other entrepreneurs and professionals to give insight on business and personal development. This podcast is sponsored by Red Barn Cajun Crawfish. Red Barn is home to the best tasting seafood, specializing in crawfish, shrimp, and crab. Feel free to visit us online at www.redbarncajuncrawfish.com. Red Barn, we season the meat you eat, not the shells you throw at your feet. Now here's your host, Darius Spells. Yo, what's going on, you guys? Man, we back for another episode, Think to Freedom podcast. Man, ain't this week. I got my player partner, my brother, man, Michael Lee, a.k.a. Ice, man, a.k.a. Mr. Ice, the photographer in the building yes, today. What's going on with it, bro? Man, nothing much, bro. Just enjoying life, man. Enjoying life, bro. Hey, 2020 has showed us one thing. That's for sure. We got to live life to the fullest, man. Every day man. we got to go hard and, and stay at it, man. Right. So, bro, before we get into it, once again, bro, I appreciate you for jumping on the podcast, man. I, I really had to jump out and reach out to you because, man, you know, you know, we all grew up the same, bro. You inspire me each and every day, and I know you inspire other people, man. You know, to, to, to come from a small city and to build something to where, on the scale of your virtual business or where you have it out today, bro. I commend you, I salute you, bro, a, a thousand Appreciate times, man, you know what I'm saying, because I I believe in giving people they flower while they can smell them, not when they gone, right. man, people need to hear so they can continue, that might help motivate, you know, that somebody else to be able to, to keep going, so, bro, right, I, right, definitely, right. I definitely, I definitely want to, you know, salute you on that, bro, because you definitely man, doing your thing, you here, bro. Here, bro. Yeah, I appreciate bro. you putting on there, even having this platform, because, like, a lot of people need platforms like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start working, and then it's like you want to get a message out there, and you don't have you limits on the way you can put your message out there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, things like yeah. this help everybody out to be able to, you know what I'm saying, get your word out. So now your listeners are going to be able to hear what I have to say down. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it's both, both of us helping each other out. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the opportunity, bro. Yes, sir. So, bro, I ain't gonna waste no time. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump on it. So, look here. Let's go. For, the, for, for you, for everybody who do not know you, bro, let the people know exactly who you are and what you do. All right, bet. All right. So, first of all, my name is Michael Lee. Uh, I was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, a lot of people might know me from the Ratchet City Boys, which was like a hot music group, man, like ten years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I kind of <laughs> built my name up from that. You know, I was Iceman on the track, and then, you know, uh, man, I just started getting into the photography and video thing, man, just pretty much took off. You know yes, what I'm sir. Saying? Yeah, so it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So, hey, I'm glad we jumped on that, because I was going to talk about that anyway. So, we're going to start all the, we got time. We're going to start all Oh, we got a lot of time. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, we're going we gonna to start from the beginning, man. So, let's talk about the Ratchet City Boys. For you guys who are on the phone, you know, I'm a DJ. You know, first, 
I knew Ice Man for before even rapping. You know, we did the right. band thing. He was the at Wilmar. I was yep. at Huntington. You know, that's how yeah, far sir. back it goes, man. Back to right. back of the King Classic Battle of the Bands, man. You know, we right. really, we really was that all last. Band, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really was that last breed when 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 the band was the band. You know what I'm saying? When right, hey, right, right. when people took pride in it, you know, and hey, we came right. to step each and every weekend. So that's what right. we first jumped off at. So then we gonna fast forward a little bit. During this time, about I want to say about 07, 08, correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's around the yeah, Ratchet City Boy time. And at this particular time, we were DJing. It was between me, D Red, and Yoshi. We were DJing at this spot called a, a team spot called the Hot Spot. Down there, it, yeah. it was it was jumping. It and was man, the hot spot. <laughs> oh, for real. And at this particular time, bro, the Ratchet City Boys was formed. And y'all have one of the y'all have a hit to where it's 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 a Shreveport classic forever. Right, out, right. I'm out my mind, man. So break down how the Red City Boys even come together, and then after coming together, how was it having a, a hit song during that particular time? How was it, uh, you know, migrating through the through the artist world and and rapping right, and right. making beats? How did how did that whole thing even come together? Man, it's crazy, bro. So it all started off because my pops used to be a DJ, right? So mm-hmm. I was always around music. Some of the DJs in the city who were older, I didn't find out until like later on that they used to be in my crib, like with my pops scratching and doing all that stuff. So I was always around music, you know what I'm saying? So when I started getting older, I started like trying to dabble in into doing like the beats and stuff like that. Like just trying to get a feel for it on my own without my pops or whatever. So I remember when I went to Houston, uh, I probably was like, wait, what I was probably like in ninth grade. That's when I recorded my first official song on Pro Tools. Because everything else was just like tape recorders and you're doubling. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like the old yeah, stuff. Yeah. I recorded my first song in uh, ninth grade. And I brought it to the school. And everybody was like, oh, man, you didn't start doing this. At this time, I wasn't even taking it serious, bro. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely be doing music. I like doing music. So I started getting these different groups together. Like my homeboy and stuff at school. And my cousin Zay. You know what I'm saying? He was at Shreve at that time. And then um, I think... It was sophomore or junior year, he transferred to uh, Woodlawn. So we was going to school together, we was around each other more. So um, I got my first Pro Tools set up and he got his first Pro Tools set up. So I used to record some stuff and I sent it to Zay. Then he record some stuff, he would send it to me and then we'd just link up. And all of a sudden, um, we just like end up getting this little small studio spot at his, uh, one of the girls he was talking to at that, that time in the backyard. <laughs> so yes, that's when we started recording music. At this time, I'm still working a full-time job, bro. I was working in a pharmaceutical warehouse. And it's crazy because that's why I came up with I'm a mind it. Like, I used to pick up boxes and put them on the pallets and doing all this stuff right here. And, like, I just had it, it just started coming to my mind. Like, I'm out of my mind. I was just doing a rhythm. And I went home. I remember I recorded because at first, originally, I had made the beat for it. Like, on the original mixtape, the baby had hosted for us. I think it was called Best of the Boot Value One or something like that. Um, I had made the original beat and it was just me on it at first and I took it to Bay Bay he was like man this is a hit this is a hit so after this time um, that's when we formed the Red City Boys group it was me Diamond King and Big Zay and Zay remade the beat took it to a whole nother level you know what I'm saying I added mm-hmm. most of them on it to a whole nother level bro and from there shoot, it was just like I don't even know how it took off bro <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> I just know we took it to the high spot one time 
And I think D-Red played it that night. I think it was like on a Friday night or something like that. And we took it back the next time and you played it. And we got the same response. It was like, shit, like we got a got a hit. Got like, something right we started, Man, we just started coming <laughs> to the high spot roads like every weekend. We was in there. Hey, play this, play this. And after a while, it went from us asking to play it to the people coming to ask to play it. And it just like, it took off from there, bro. Yeah, hey, hey. During that particular time, I don't think a lot of people really understand uh, the level of partying, partying, the level mm-hmm. of, you know, entertainment. Like, it was a whole man, nother. It was, was, whole, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a whole nother. <laughs> it was a whole different era at that time, bro. Like, uh, it was right after Hurricane had just got signed, too. So, like, mm-hmm. it was just a whole lot of music talent, bro. Like, so much talent in the city. Wild Yellow, Big Papa, like, all those people. Everybody was dropping hits. So, you know what I'm saying? We all feeding off each other energy. Baby bringing people to the city. You got people at Coco. So, it's like, no, like, we just, everybody trying to get this, you know what I'm saying, going on. You got the DJs helping the artists out. So, at that time, I feel like it was a lot of unity. So, it wasn't as hard for the artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. at this time, like, okay, boom. We know, like, okay, let's go build a relationship with the DJ. You know what I'm saying? Let's go show the DJ some love. Let's keep going to the club. Let's get our face familiar, you know, doing that way. So, like, the DJ, like, okay. It was a lot of times we'll come to the uh, high spot of Municipal. They just hand us the microphone. They be like, hey, y'all know what time it is tonight. We ain't want no money. We ain't want nothing. It's like, hey, the DJ giving us the time to shine. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists these days, they lose it, bro. They be like, oh, no, man, I got to get paid. I got to get paid. I ain't paying no DJ. I ain't doing on this, this like, bro, you gotta get your face out there some way. If this your opportunity, if you go right now, right now it's time to go. Dude, it's in our face, and we always doing it. Just grew it from there. Consistent, now, pretty I would, much. I would, I would tell you what the key, and then this was the time right before the internet really, really popped out. Man, so right really, before, it was just my space at this time, bro. Yeah, it was, <laughs> hey, it was, it was still getting out the mud, man. Even right. for, we, I, I, we don't went on trip together at Atlanta, different yeah. shows, whatnot. Like right. it was really, hey, it was really, y'all was really getting show money, like no, right. no lie, no cap, like it was a real right. deal. So we're like today in 2020, you still here? I'm out my mind in rotation, right. bro, hands right. down. So, man, that was a, hey, that was a great party, yeah. So that's how it all kicked out with my boy Mike. So right. check it, Mike. Now, mm-hmm. how did the transition go from being a rapper, artist, to where mm-hmm. you transition to where now you picking up the camera and starting taking taking pictures and doing video? How did how did that even, how did that transition even come come about from being at the top level of doing rapping to where now you finna right. take on a whole another whole another avenue? Man, that was crazy, bro. Cause I remember. Uh... I had did this song. This time I was solo. Like the group had kind of broke up and separated or whatever. And like I was just doing solo stuff. It was me and Spider-Man. Like I was still doing shows and Spider-Man to be the dancer or whatever. So like I found out by YouTube. Like I found out because we had did one. I had this song called Ratchet Walk. And we did like a little YouTube video on my phone. And I seen how many views it was doing. So I was like, hold on. Let me give me a little camera, you know, to get the quality better or whatever. So we started doing videos on there, uploading on YouTube. And I was seeing a response on it. I was like, dang, I need to start, you know, I was shooting my own videos, bro. Like I put it on the tripod, press record. I go over there, like get in the car and like, you know what I'm saying? Had different spider. I give it to uh, Spider-Man to him record me, whatever. So I started doing the videos first. And from there, I just started like, you know, falling in love with the camera, like trying different stuff. Let me take some photos of this plant. Let me take some photos of this food. Let me take some photos of my sister. And like people started being like, hey, bro, you got an eye. You need to look into doing this. And I just, from there, I just kept on taking pictures. And then from there, I just started growing more interest and want to learn more about it. And then um, 
I remember I got fired from my pharmaceutical job and I had just had my son. So at this time it was like, I didn't have any more income coming in. And all I had was this camera. It had been sitting down collecting dust for a while. So I just picked it up one day and I was like, bro, I gotta, I gotta learn this mud even more. So I download YouTube videos and you know watching different tutorials and books. And from there, I just I made it my passion pretty much, bro. Just from something small like that, and then that situation me being fired from my job and not having nothing else but you know seeing that camera right there. And it just like I picked it up, and from then I haven't put it down. Gotcha. Well, and gotcha. Uh, what what year was this, bro? Do you remember what year? Two thousand twelve. It was two thousand twelve. Ooh, 2012, what is it, 20, that was number eight years ago. It's crazy how, ago, how, how fast. Bro. So when you when you picked up that, that camera, you were like, man, I'm going to be full-fledged into this camera. How long did it take you to be like, okay, I'm comfortable enough to really just jump out there and really go with my move? Uh, after I got fired from that job and I picked it up, I started working at, um, what's the name of that uh, call center? Uh, U.S. Support? U.S. Support. I started working there for like uh, probably like three months something like that and I start getting at this time I'm working at US support and I'm going downtown in front of Southport where they got like, the look the water come from the ground and stuff you know how it'd be like a lot of families and stuff so mm-hmm. I had to go out there and pass out my flyers like you know just trying to get some bookings or whatever so I started getting to I was getting those little $50 bookings coming in and working a job and I have people who want to book at times while I was at work so at that time I had to make a decision to where did I want to keep doing my job or did I want to do the photography thing at this time, I'm only getting paid $50 for a shoot. Maybe sometime I'd be like 25 just to get the person in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I started doing that. And then, like like I said, the booking started coming in. So I was like, man, I don't know if I still want to do this. You know, I don't know if I still want to do this uh, thing up here at the call center thing. So I missed two weeks of work, bro. I ain't going to never forget. I missed two weeks of work. I didn't call in or nothing. And I went in, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to quit today. I can't do it no more. They told me out of their mouth, they said, man, I didn't even realize you was gone. I'm glad you came in to quit. If you want to get your job back, you can. From that day right there, bro, it showed me to where it's like, I care more about myself than my nine to five did at the time. They didn't even realize I was gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from that time right there, I was like, bro, nah, I got to stick to what I'm already knowing. Right now, it ain't, it ain't booming. I'm going to make it boom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to dude, uh, D-U-D-E, man. I hit him up when I was working at the uh, call center too. And me coming around him all the time and seeing him at the studio all the time and just working. And this time, he didn't, he didn't have no nine to five either. He was just doing his music every day. And I came up there one day and I was like, hey, bro, y'all having any like opening spaces up here that is not being used? And it was like a little room that they had like old wood and like all type of stuff that was never used. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, I start off right here. You know what I'm saying? I hollered at him and Johnny. They let me get that space right there and the rest is history, bro. The rest was history, rest man. history. Tell you so. Hey, so all right. So now you went. You went to the camera full fledged. So mm-hmm. while you working this camera, when what particular moment while you were doing, you were like, yeah, I'm really on it. Like, what was that? Man, what was I that? Remember. What was that? Pit, what was that pitiful moment? Man, I remember this. At this time, I'm on Instagram heavy, bro. I'm shooting all the models in the city. You know, I had the magazine thing too, right? Mm-hmm. I had started like the women's magazine. When I yeah, talk about talk, book, talk about that for a minute, real quick. Just, just, just running yeah. about, 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 about the magazine, man. You gotta yeah. let know because that really falls into the brand on what you built to right, this right, day. Right. So let's, yeah, let's right. jump on the magazine. So man, I used to always uh, like try to get into different stuff, man, and it's like. 
it was always being then I'm from Shreveport, everybody knows it's a small city, so it's like when you tell somebody, it don't matter how good your work is sometimes, you be like, they be like, Where you from? Like I'm from Shreveport, but they're like, I never heard it before. So they overlook your work and they like, you know what I'm saying? They make it seem like you haven't been doing what you want to do because you're not from a bigger city pretty much. And I went through that a whole lot, like starting off in the photography thing, submitting my photos off to different magazines and they'll be like, No, we can't accept that or who are you or this and that. So I was like, Man, I'm gonna start my own magazine. And I linked up with my cousin Tim, shout out to Tim, and we came together, it was like, Hey bro, I do this photography, you doing this body paint. You know, I do graphics. Hey, we finna link up and make this happen. We started yeah. shooting the, um, the models from the city and like, you know, featuring them in a the magazine. And uh, shout out to DJ Jack Frost, man. He worked at, uh, he used to work at the Onyx in Dallas. I reached out to him on um, Instagram and I was like, hey man, I'm starting this magazine and I'm trying to feature DJs and like entertainers in here as well. What can you do to help me out? And he was like, uh, show me some of your work. And I sent him my work in. He was like, man, I love it. He was like, the only thing you got to do is type up the letter to the Onyx headquarters and let them know, you know, you're trying to have an event there. Never did that before, bro, but I, I did some research. I typed it up. I sent it off to the Onyx, and they allowed us to have the, um, not only at the Onyx in Dallas, they allowed us to do it at the one in um, Houston. And I think the other was in, like, Charlotte, but we didn't do it there. But we had two Onyx events, and, like, that made the magazine grow because I started doing it at different clubs where I feature a DJ, and then I feature uh, the entertainers. And if we had some music artists with us, we'll let them perform. It would just start doing events, bro. I don't know how all this stuff happened. I just know I was just like sending uh, DMs out, bro, and people are right back. And like, and I just like, okay, what does it take for me to do this? They tell me what to do, and I just go do it. And it just kind of made that go. Like I did like four issues of the magazine. I had models from uh, Dallas, Miami, from all over the world. And I, I was still living in Streetport, bro. I was still living in Streetport. But my first, you asked about what was the first thing that really just made me catapult. Like, um, at this time, I remember it was my first time ever being on an airplane or anything. I got booked to uh, Miami. That was my first, like, flight period in my whole life. Somebody flew me out to Miami for photography. A model hit me up on Instagram, and it was like, hey, I love your work. I see you got a magazine. I want to be featured in your magazine. At this time, I'm seeing all the other photographers from around the world who I've been studying. Like, they all traveling everywhere. So I was like, dang, somebody hit me up. Like... Mm -hmm. All right, so she hit me up. She's going to pay for me to fly out. So I'm going to make a post telling other models that I'm out there, you know what I'm saying, and see if somebody book me. I got 10 bookings. So that covered my whole third issue of my magazine with all Miami models, bro. And I was Ooh. still standing street for it. All for one person found me on Instagram. Gotcha. So, so let me show like, when you when you did, so basically this magazine was all digital? Oh, oh no, I had print and digital. Copy too. Print I had print and digital. Uh, I was getting printed out at um, the dude named Greg. Uh, I can't remember the name of his spot. To my uh, Shreveport, uh, Bowie. Yeah, Shreveport. Yeah, he was I printing out the about. same people who was printing out um, not that boy, that boy G, that boy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the same yeah. Print out his stuff. It was printing out mine. So Got like, you. yep. That's fly. That's fly. That's fly, bro. So I right, so let's take it. So it's. For a while, I already know you built a strong social media following for right. entrepreneurs, for anyone who want to do anything digitally. How were you able to grow your Instagram the way you have grown it, and your just your social social media presence all the way across the board? How were you able to build that up? Man, like they say, cause it goes down in the DM. <laughs> I'm constantly hitting, even up to this day, bro. Even though I built myself up, I'm constantly hitting people up. Like, hey, 
You know what I'm saying? I always, you know, I always look at myself to be, uh, you know, like I'm just starting out, bro, because I feel like in life, you always going to another level. You know what I'm saying? So if you start looking at yourself too big, then like you'll miss the next level because you, you know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. I approach people like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this is what I do. This is my work right here. If you ever need these services, boom. They might be like, oh, I don't need photography, but my cousin was looking for somebody. Now, boom, they just send me to a whole other person. Or if it's like a celebrity, somebody I'm trying to reach out to, I'm sitting out a DM. Like, hey, I just seen you do this, boom, boom, boom. If you ever need help with this right here, it's like you always got to offer value. And a lot of people, when they hit people up, it's always like, what can you do for me? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I need you for this. I need you for that. But it's like that person has the leverage. I don't care if it's a person with two followers or two million. That person has the leverage because you're writing them and you never know who they might know. So you got to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to approach a- everybody in their way. That's a major key, man. That's a major gem you just gave. You right. must give value. If you hitting somebody, if you hitting Iceman up, you want to do something with Iceman. You got to bring him some type of value. It's not even being an right. arrogant type of thing. You just really, right. you got to bring some type of value because you need that particular person. So that's a, right. man, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a major. Yourself, bro, at the end of the day, because like it's always, somebody, it's always a big dog out there in every industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, it's, it's so many other people they can go to. So like approaching that person on some like, yeah, man, I need you to do this, and then they don't reply back to you, and you over here posting stuff about, oh man, forget them, they don't do this and that. It's like, no, nah, they probably was busy. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just like right now might not be that time. Anything you yeah. ask God for, bro, is He gonna send it to you? You just gotta be able to like acknowledge, like, okay, I asked for this, now I'm gonna wait till it come. It might be five years from now. Cause dude, to tell you, like a lot of celebrities who I shot, bro. I told him out of my mouth, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to shoot this person right here. It wasn't that year. It wasn't next year. It probably was two, three years from now. But then, all of a sudden, they hit me up. Hey, I want to shoot with you. You know what I'm saying? But I manifested by verbally saying that I'm going to do that. And then God had an arrest of it, bro. So it's just like, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, hey, bro. That's that's a major gem that you're dropping on this podcast right now, man. Hey, so check it. So... For all the young brothers, especially coming from a small city like Shreveport, Louisiana, any tips, any advice you want to give any young hustler that's coming up right now, what would you tell him to where they'll be able to get it out the mud and be able to blossom in life? Right. All right. So the first tip I give, bro, is to find out what you want to do. Once you find out what uh, what you want to do, the next tip is to find out why you want to do that. Once you get those two things, bro, it's gonna lock in into your mind. And it's like, cause if you don't know what you wanna do, then you're gonna be doing a whole lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know why you wanna do that, then you're gonna always find yourself being stuck because you're forgetting the reason why you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people might wanna get into doing music or get into this business. It might be like, okay, I wanna get this just so my family can get out the mud or just for, you know what I'm saying? Just so I can uh, buy this car that I want or just so I can get this. It don't matter what your why is, you have to know what your why is, you know what I'm saying? So whenever you get to that moment to where, because it's going to happen, get to that moment, it's still happening now where it's like you feel stuck or you feel like you're not moving forward. If you don't have that why to reflect back on, you're just going to be stuck and you're going to quit. You know what I'm saying? But if you, you got to drive like, hey, man, I'm trying to move into a better neighborhood. Or I'm trying to do this for my family. Or I'm trying to do this. Every time you get stuck, bro, you're going to be able to sit back and look at that why. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. I can't lay in the bed today. My mama got to eat. You know what I'm saying? I say I want to be able to pay my mama bills. 
So I can't lay in the bed today. Oh, I can't I can't allow myself to be stuck today because this is my why. You know what I'm saying? So I always find out what you want to do and know why you want to do it, bro. I feel like those are two key factors that everything else can, you know what I'm saying, follow along for that. But I feel like once you get those two key factors, bro, everything else will start moving for you. Yes, sir. So, man, that's, man, that's some wise words, man, because I consider you being very successful in this photography and video game, man. You know man. what I'm saying? You, yes, hey, it's a blessing to be able to come from where we come from and be able to do what we do, man. Because, like, man, it's a lot of people. Anybody know about Louisiana? We the bottom of the barrel, man. The education, yes, man. opportunities, and every. I say anytime. You can make it out of Louisiana, you can make it anywhere in the world. Bro. And you want to know what's crazy, bro? The crazy part is, like, a lot of people... When you go out to these different cities and states, like if you don't tell somebody you're from Louisiana, bro, they feel like you the smartest. Just having a conversation with us, they feel like we're the smartest people in the world because we come from a spot with, without a lot of opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like in New York, LA, all these spots, you can walk out your house. If you do music and walk out your house, look to the right, you see five record labels. You know what I'm saying? Or you walk, if you're doing modeling, you walk down the street, you see five fashion uh, companies or whatever. But in Shreveport, you always working to, you know what I'm saying, to find the opportunity. And it's like, it's not any spots back home. Like, it's not a big label that you can sign to that can just take you to that next level. So you steady grinding, grinding. So once the opportunity comes to you and you get that one spot, bro, it's all it takes for somebody from my city. Just one opportunity, bro. And I feel like it's over with. If you, if you got that drive in, you know what I'm saying? So take that same drive with no opportunity and one person give you opportunity and you keep that same drive, Ain't nobody gonna be able to stop you, bro. Yes, sir. That's crazy. That's some, that's some major gems right there. No major real, keys. That's all it takes is that one time. It don't take a whole lot. It just takes that one time for one person to say yes or for one person to say, you know what? I'm gonna give you a chance. Because that's how yeah. I came out here to Dallas, bro. Like the whole transition for me coming to Dallas, I went to a, uh, it was a strip club out here called DG's. You know what I'm saying? And I went, <laughs> I don't know if I didn't be saying this on the podcast. Well, it's over with now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I went to the strip club, um, you know what I'm saying? Because they hit me up about, you know, doing the photos for the girls. And I was there talking to the owner, and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, we're trying to get more people in the club and trying to do this and that. And I was like, y'all got somebody over your marketing department? And he was like, uh, no, nah, man, every time we bring somebody in this, uh, from Dallas, they always doing this and that. I'm still staying in Shreveport. I was like, shoot. I was like, I did a little marketing for the strip club back home. I said, y'all look for somebody? And he was like, yeah. I was like, shit, I like to give it a try. You know what I'm saying? He was like, uh, okay, he said it was on a um, a Wednesday when I went down there. And he was like, uh, okay, I'll give you two days. If you can get at least 30, uh, no, it wasn't 30 people. It was like, if you can get at least, because uh, I ended up getting 30 people to come in. I think it was like five or 10. It was something, a low number. They had made me my own flyer. It was called Ice Stuff Fridays. And he was like, if you can get at least, I think it was five or 10 people up in there then you know you got the job and I ended up having 30 people I posted a flyer on my Instagram and I sent it to a whole lot of people and they came in and showed the flyer at the uh, at the front door so he was like man you did way more than what you know I told you to do in a short amount of time so from there I got the marketing job at DG's and I was still staying in Shreveport you know what I'm saying I was getting paid 450 a week and he was like hey bro he was like you doing like you making the club numbers go up you doing this and that. How much would it take for you to come out here to Dallas? And I went home. And I was thinking. I was like, dang, like, this is a big move. Like, 
And I would have sit down. I came back, gave it a number, bro, and he was like, okay, boom. And I moved to Dallas. Just I'm like a job. I had no, ain't had no college in it, ain't had no experience. <laughs> I just took a chance. And I was like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's how I ended up out of Dallas, bro. That's crazy. I never knew that story. I'm going to pay number one person, bro, to give you a chance. Like, he ain't asked me nothing about, oh, you got a college background in this? Or what do you do this? He just told me to prove myself, and I did it. You know what I'm saying? I was in Houston at this time doing photo shoots. And while the models was changing the clothes, I was sending out DMs and posting on my Instagram and doing my stories and all this stuff. And then go back to shooting. So I really ain't had that much time. I was out of town. I was like, man, shit, if this shit work, it work. If it don't, it don't. And it ended up working. And I ended up in Dallas, so. That's crazy. Crazy story, bro, man. That's a crazy story, man. I'm definitely, I, man. I'm definitely. I like hearing that, man. Definitely. So let me ask you a question. So, five to ten years from now, I like to do. Uh, I like to do. You know, predict what we what we doing. So five to ten years from now, what we gonna see? Ice Man, Michael Lee, Ice the Photographer. What we gonna see? What you gonna be doing five to ten years from now, man? Uh. Show I'm gonna be retired, <clears throat> retired in about five, ten years. But I'm gonna have multiple studios. Um, I've already hired my first uh, photographer and trained him, so I'm gonna have multiple photographers. So my my game plan is to have multiple studios, but like on more of a production type thing. You know, um, what's the name of that uh, that company? Everybody used to take pictures in in Shreveport. Uh, Portrait uh-huh. Innovation. I think oh, it's about, like, like, like with the school yearbooks and all that? Yeah, like portrait and faces. This is like a spot on your drive. You can go in and get out yeah. your family photos and stuff. But I want studios like that, but more of a production type thing. You know what I'm saying? Not gotcha. just like the quick gotcha. stuff. You go in and take photos, you get them back. I want like multiple production studios and like different gotcha. major markets yeah. pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of my goals for five to ten years. And other than that, man, just coming up with other businesses and helping – Youth out, bro. Employing more people, pretty much. Gotcha. So, man, I know you got the, the the brand new studio out there in Dallas. I seen you post on Instagram. What? Now let's talk about the studio real quick before we get out of here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, studio nights, bro. It took me a while to even uh, move forward on that project. Cause uh, when I first came down here, I was working at a studio called Royal Lane Studio. Shout out to them. Uh, they welcomed me in, bro. Like as soon as I came, they was like, "Hey, bro, this your studio." Like, this your studio, because I was bringing in so many models before I even moved to Dallas. Like, it was getting to the point when I was working at the club or whatever, it was getting to the point where I was coming to Dallas every week. So, like, I always post my Instagram. I'm in Dallas three days, and I get booked up. So, like, they studio time would be, like, booked up by me. And I'm like, at this time, I was still staying at Streetport. So, it was like, hey, bro, you bringing so many people in. Like, this your studio. Whatever you need, whatever you, you know what I'm saying? This yours. So I stayed there for like almost a year or two, or not like two years, because I'm just opening mine up this year. And uh, I was like, man, I got to find my own spot. So like all last year, at the end of last year, I was looking for a spot and um, like everything would be like a good building size with small parking or big parking lot, small building or the building good and no AC unit. So I ended up finding the building I have now. Um, I find it in May. Yep, I ended up finding it in May and been in there ever since, bro. So throughout the whole quarantine, <laughs> I've been in the studio and it's like haven't looked back since, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Well, hey, congratulations yeah. on that. 
I seen the setup on the Instagram or whatnot. I was like, ooh, I said, hey, when I come Man, it was building at first, bro. It was empty. I went in to build everything out and like still building now, pretty much, like getting sets and stuff in. But it was like an empty building. And now I'm actually able to just bring my vision into a building that's mine. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So, I understand. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> hey, hey Mike, bro. I definitely appreciate you jumping on this podcast, man, and just, you know, wrapping yes, up with us, man. Before we get out, let the people know how they can follow you on Instagram, all your social media, how what you have going on. Just let the people know what you have going and how they can stay tuned in with you, bro. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, this is going to be Ice Stuff Photography on all my social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I don't really use Snap and uh, Twitter like you're talking about, but Instagram and Facebook, I'll be on their uh, website, icestuffphotography.com, email, icestuffphotography at gmail. So if you just Google Ice Stuff, you'll find some type of way to get in contact with me. So that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, yeah. I appreciate you again too, brother. Yes, sir. I'm glad you, you know what I'm saying, was able to tap in with me. Hey, all my listeners, make sure you go pre-order my book, Think Your Way to Freedom, at thinkthenumber2freedom.com. Make sure you go grab the merch. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Instagram, the whole nine, man. We back at it each and every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Think your, think your way to freedom podcast, man. I'm live with my boy Michael Lee, aka Ice Man, aka Ice the Photographer. Hey, we young, we young black men getting to it, man. We really just trying to help, you know what I'm saying? Put into the younger generation. Hey, you don't have to go to school to be able to make it in this world. You can just use your brains and your talents, and you can be able to succeed and do whatever you want to do and live life right. to the fullest, man. Yes, sir.